Hi, and welcome to More Human, More Resources, the HR podcast for entrepreneurs. I'm Vicki Brown, your host and CEO of Vidominale Enterprises. As a serial entrepreneur, I understand that having the right expert help has been critical to my success. That's why I'm dedicated to telling you, in plain language, what's going on in the world of HR that might impact your business and what you need to do about it with real actionable tips to help you master that list of must-dos and grow your leadership muscle. First things first, the information contained in this podcast is provided for general purposes only and is not to be considered legal advice. Your decision to adopt or not adopt any practice or procedure mentioned in this podcast is solely yours and we bear no responsibility for the outcome. We urge you to always consult legal counsel and other appropriate licensed professionals. And with that, let's get into the show. You're listening to Season 3, Episode 27. So today we're going to have a bit of an HR 101 class, mostly because the question of layoffs has been put to me a number of times recently. So I thought we could take this episode to focus on staff reductions and what are your options. Now, I'm not sure if or when we may face the next economic downturn, but I do know that when there's a glitch in the economy or a business's revenue slows, well, leadership immediately tries to figure out how to reduce or halt expenses. And for most of us, our payroll is our largest expense. Now, there are various frameworks available for reducing your staff costs. You can reduce the hours of employees or cut salaries, sometimes called a partial furlough, or you can fully furlough employees, or you can do a full layoff. Each framework has its own pros and cons and legal requirements. Reduced hours, sometimes called a partial furlough, can be a reduction in hours per day or a reduction in days per week. You have to take different considerations into account when furloughing non-exempt or overtime eligible employees and exempt employees. So let's start with non-exempt. With partial working hours, unemployment will offset for the wages the employee would normally receive. Now, in California, this is done by reducing the benefit by the amount the employee is paid. In some cases, this could possibly result in zero unemployment benefits for the employee. When you reduce a non-exempt worker's hours, make sure to keep everyone on an organized schedule. It not only helps in measuring productivity, but it allows you to ensure that they're paid for each hour worked. And beware California's overtime rules of more than eight hours in a day and more than 40 hours in a week because they still hold true. And non-exempt workers still have to receive the mandated meal and rest periods each day. Now on to exempt employees. Since exempt employees are not paid by the hour, the only framework available to reduce their payroll load is to reduce their wages. Now, keep in mind, California's current minimum wage for exempt employees is $1,240 per week, and I'm recording this in May of 2023. And since exempt workers are paid based on a weekly wage, any time work during the week, even five minutes, results in a full week's wage. Another area of focus when you're considering partial furloughs is employee benefits. Now, generally, anyone working 30 hours or more are considered full-time for benefit purposes. However, be sure to check with your insurance carrier. Additionally, think about payment of premiums. The reduced wages may not cover the employee portion of the benefit premium. Now, you're not required to, 
but you might consider covering the full cost of coverage during the furlough time. Now, a full furlough is when you have employees stop work for a limited period of time, perhaps a week, a month, or even a few months. Some of the benefits of a full furlough include the employee remains connected to the company, their benefits stay intact, and again, you'll have to consider the cost of premium payments. Also, when they apply for unemployment, they won't have to look for other work because the assumption is that you're going to call them back to their position. Now, another thing to keep in mind when you put employees on full furlough is you're required to provide final checks. California final pay guidelines require that when an employee is released from work, their final check must be provided to them on their last day. And this holds true for furloughed employees as well. The California Division of Labor Standards Enforcement has determined that a furlough lasting 10 days or more must be treated as a termination with respect to final wages. A final check has to include all wages due, including commissions, vacation pay, earned bonuses, etc. While sick pay doesn't need to be paid out, it does have to remain in the employee's leave bank because if they return to work within 12 months, their sick pay has to be reinstated. Other considerations are the WARN Act, both at the federal and state levels. Now, generally, the federal WARN Act applies to employers with 100 or more employees who are laying off 33% or 50 or more employees in a 90-day period. The employer would then be required to provide the workers 60 days notice, among other requirements. The California WARN Act applies to employers with 75 or more employees who lay off or terminate 50 or more employees in a 30-day period. Again, the employer is required to provide 60 days notice, among other requirements. Again, I suggest you check with your labor counsel to determine if your employment action might invoke WARN Act responsibilities and what those specific responsibilities are. And one final note about furloughed employees. They may not be allowed to perform any work at all. This includes answering emails or phone calls, because if they do, then they have to be paid for their working time, which might impact their unemployment status as well as your cash flow. So to summarize, if you do decide to lay off or terminate your employees, the following would apply. WARN Act responsibilities, final pay requirements, vacation pay requirements. Remember to maintain the employee's sick pay balance for one year. All benefit coverage will cease, and where applicable, the employee may be offered COBRA coverage. Now, one additional point to keep in mind. If you decide to do a mix of layoff and furlough, review the demographics just to be sure that any one protected group isn't suffering an adverse impact. It's easy to forget this step and find out later that it appears that you've inadvertently discriminated against a protected group. If you found this information helpful, please leave a review and tell a friend. Thanks for spending the time. Until next week, same time, same place.